Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So, embracing revival. And we're saying there are four P's. One, praying, preaching, pastoring, and planting. So today is the last day we are talking about praying, but it's not the last day we are praying. <laughs> you, you understand? Praying, we are going to continue praying. So, I came here and told you we are looking at eight hacks. Do you know hack? Hackers. When they hack into your computer and it starts behaving funny. So, I'm now giving you also hacks to hack into Hey, when you wrote hack, what, what did you mean? Hack the Herod Angels sing. My goodness. <laughs> As I preach, you are going to understand. As I preach, you're going to get faith that is going to get you to do that which you could not do before. Yeah. You're going to get faith to pray in a way that you've never prayed before. And even yourself, you'll be wondering, how come I'm now able to pray? It's because of the word. The Bible says he, he works in us both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. So that, that's what's happening. That's why we preach. We, we don't preach for information. No, no. We preach for impartation. And now, here is something that's interesting. As I preach... Yeah? I am not teaching you anything. Mm-mm. I am not your teacher. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Your teacher is the Holy Spirit. So as I teach, the Holy Spirit teaches you things inside. It is spiritual. The Holy Spirit is teaching you things. That's why you can preach one sermon, even if you make it clear. People go out with different what things because it's not the person teaching. Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit teaching. Do you get what I'm saying? If you get water in a basin, the basin is the vessel, right? You don't bathe the basin. The basin was just used to bring the water, but you bathe the water. I, I'm sure all the people watching me right now bathed this morning. The, you may not have used the basin. Use a shower. So I'm just the shower here. But the water is... Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is your teacher. That's why you should pay attention to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your teacher and I'm a vessel to bring the word so that he can teach you. Am I making sense? So, don't, don't be surprised when your life gets better and better. The more you listen to me, yeah. That, that's expected. In fact, I would be very shocked if, if you remain the same. I would be super shocked if you remain broke while I'm, I keep teaching you uh, and annoyed and fighting your spouse and what else? All the, the things that people suffer with in the world. Uh, you're not supposed to suffer with those things if I'm teaching you because the Holy Spirit is working in you with, whether you know it or not. That's what's happening. Amen. Hey, you like it already? Yeah. So last time we talked about four hacks to a great prayer life. One was pray daily. How often? Daily. Daniel prayed daily. The apostles prayed daily. Jesus prayed often. That sounds like more than daily. Makes sense. To pray early. By now you should know Mark 135. Now in the morning, having risen, 
a long while before daylight. He went out, departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So you can segregate this verse into several phrases or words. Morning, reason, before daylight, went out, departed, solitary place, prayed. It's a process verse. It's one of my new favorite verses because it's a process verse. It just doesn't tell you pray. No, 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 no. They tell you, here is the process. Now, morning, what part of morning? Long while before daylight, what do you do? You rise up and you go out and you depart to a solitary place and there, where? In the solitary place, you pray. Ah, and then you repeat. Is uh, yeah? So pray daily, pray early. The third point was pray at least an hour. Peter told, rather Jesus told Peter and the other guys, "What? Couldn't you wait with me for an hour?" In other words, it was a shock. It was a shock to him that they couldn't do it for one hour. Makes sense. So. Pray daily, pray early, pray at least an hour. We go in front. Four, pray passionately. So these were the four. Jesus prayed passionately. James talks about the fervent prayer of a righteous man. Fervence is passion. It's not drab. And I compared it to vegetables. There is the cucumber lifestyle and there is the hot pepper lifestyle. There is the cucumber prayer life without salt even and then there is the hot pepper prayer life. Are you, you, you getting me? There is a cucumber marriage. <laughs> Too sensitive. Then there is a hot pepper Marriage, yeah. The cucumber marriage is a, yeah, it's there. Yeah, there is a, it is there. It's not that it's not there. No, people are not separated. They are not divorced, but it is there. Now yet, it's like, yeah, it's like cucumber without salt. You know. And then you grade up to other vegetables until you reach hot pepper. You touch it, fire. That's why the, 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 the ministry here, marriage ministry, is called fireplace. Not cucumber place. Number five. <laughs> Pray alone. Pray when? Pray how? Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 6. Together. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their right. These people, they love to pray. It's not that they don't like praying. No. Pray, they love. Purpose to be seen. Yeah. Be very careful if your public prayer life is more than your private prayer life. If your public prayer life is hotter than your private prayer life. Yeah. It is a sign of not good things to come. It means you have started aging towards a certain condition called hypocrisy. Hey. You are understanding? Yeah. I, I, I pray in public. 
Look, the next point to uh, first of all remove all the tension is pray with others. Yeah. So, so calm down. I'm not saying no more flow prayer. No. Flow prayer is there. So the, in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T. Half Ecker says, rich people think both while poor people think either or. And he says, what's the point of having your cake if you want to eat it? You know, there's that saying, you either have your cake or you eat it. That's poor people's thinking. Rich people think both. Have your cake and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, but if you are a poor thinker, all you will end up with is a donut and focus on the whole and end up with nothing. Anyway, so... <laughs> Are you with me? Rich people think both. So pray in public, pray with others. I'm going to get to that point, but right now I'm dealing with praying alone. Do you have a place of prayer? Yeah. Praying alone. Part of the success of prayer is to create habits. I, I hope that's not another point and I'm and I think it's too early. No, no, no. Yeah, it's create habits. So you may find that if your prayer lifestyle is so erratic, one of the things you could do is create some habits. Like have a, a place where you pray in your house or wherever. In my house, I have a place where I pray. It's not in my bed. Yeah. My wife also has a place where she prays. And because we are both following Jesus a long while before daylight, and we both want to have some alone prayer time, we don't share. She has hers, I have mine. Now I'm talking to those of you who are going to design your houses. Yeah? In, you, you talk to your architect. In the house, there's a place for eating. It's called the what? Dining. How do we know you've been using it? We just take one look at you and we know it works. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. In the house, there's a place for cooking. It's called a what? A kitchen. In the house, there's a place for conversating and watching TV and what, what, what. Stretching your legs, entertaining generally. It's called a living room. And then in your house, there's a place for sleeping. It's called a bedroom. I hope there's a place for bathing called a bathroom. Some of you even have a place you keep your car called a garage. What have I left out? You have a place for keeping useless things that you don't need. That you should have given away by now. Because you haven't used them for over six months. It's called a what? A store. But you have no place to pray. Now, that explains your spiritual levels. I'm just putting it out there. So those who are going to design your house, going forward... Let, let's make this generational. Let's be the generation that changed architecture. Where your, your architect knows you're from worship harvest. If you're from worship harvest, there is a, a room you've missed to tell me that I should include on your design. Yeah. Yeah. A place to pray. Look, if all the other things are important enough to have their own room, you're not cooking in the same room you're sleeping, in the same room you're entertaining, in the same room you're eating, in the same room you're bathing, in the same room you're... Now, depending, some people's economic situation may be such that at present, they are going through something where they have to use the same rooms for multiple things. But that's temporary. Yeah. As they get a revelation into what God can do, you, you grow. And then one, day, one time you will be designing your house. So, but if you have all those rooms 
and then there is no room for prayer. That explains the, 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 the state of the household. Yeah, why you can have all those rooms and the people inside in the house are intensely unhappy and always fighting. Because he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Give me the verse. It is Galatians 6, 7. Or is it 6, 8? 6, 8. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Why are people not even reading the text? I did put it in the Bible. It's there. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. If you want to spend money to build space for the flesh, yeah, in the bed, what are you doing? You're nursing the flesh. In the bedroom, yeah, you're resting the flesh. In the dining room, you're feeding the flesh. In the sitting room, you're entertaining the flesh. You're in the kitchen, you're preparing, you're preparing to feed the flesh. In the laundry, and you're ironing for the flesh. You're washing to clothe the flesh. In the garage, you have parked the car to transport the flesh. Not nothing for the spirit yeah nothing for the spirit David said I will not give to God what costs me nothing he was going to offer an offering and some guy was giving him the stuff for free he said my lord here it is just give the offering and he said no I will not go give to God what costs me nothing I can tell you there is a reason some people are more spiritual than others at least by expression. Are, are you following? Yeah. The people who are spiritual are not spiritual by accident. They have invested in their spiritual work. They take time to listen to sermons. They read Bibles. They read commentaries. They have rooms of prayer. They go on retreats. They spend money to be with God. You, you go for holiday only. When, when, when. Yeah, so. Are you with me? I'm encouraging you. Because 2022 is different. You're going to have a place of prayer so you can pray alone. Pray alone. One of my, the greatest disruptions to my prayer life is when I travel because I'm so used to certain spaces. So, there are spaces that I use a lot. So, now when I travel, I, I find out when I'm going, go before I go, where will I pray? Yeah, you just don't go there and reach there and say, ha. No, where to pray. No, I, where will I pray? That's one of the determinants yeah, of my decision making. Am I making sense? Look, I'm not trying to intimidate you. I'm not like a demagogue in prayer. I'm also learning. I'm on a journey. And I've been sharing my journey with you guys. I was the prayerless pastor. I'm a recovering prayerless pastor. So uh, maybe you, are, you, may, uh, you may even be more prayerful than me. Now, the rest of us who are less prayerful than you, I'm talking to us, maybe you're a recovering prayerless church member, congregant, and I'm telling you, pray alone. Back to that scripture in Matthew 6. He says, Matthew 6, and when you, not if, in other words, he is super sure you are going to be praying. And when you pray, and he says, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues. Now, uh, yesterday we had a day of prayer. It, it, I hope we didn't have any hypocrites. 
Yeah. People haven't been praying on any. No, not like that. But I'm just saying, your private prayer life should exceed your public prayer life by far. By far. Yeah. Pray alone. And we said pray at least an hour. That was last week. He says, and the corners of the streets. These guys, they, they take it to another level. Not, not only is it in the church, now they feel like no one is seeing them praying. Now let's go there. At, at the junction. Leke sedaba kalabroho sikadakamayaka. Leke mamama. Prekere. Lekere sigala. And it says the purpose is that they may be seen by men. And it says, assuredly, they have their reward. It says, but you. But who? But you. When you pray, go into your room. Huh? The one that you've decided you pray in. And when you have shut your door, in other words, prefer it as a door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Openly. You will not be able to deny the rewards. Yeah, because everyone will look at you and say, how come your life is so good tell us what's the secret ah they are like the secret is the secret place of prayer yeah seriously prayer will change your life look all the other things you are pursuing can I tell you something about them the more you have the more you will want yeah the more you have, the more it's an unending pursuit. Money, you make money, you think you reach a point and say, Temuzidet. No. <laughs> you, no one has, very few people have more than what they think is enough money. Most people who are alive and they are switched on have bigger vision than the resources they have. So you're always looking for more. Yeah, there is nothing. Only prayer can sort you out inside. So that reach a point where you are, you are like, I, I, I am happy. I am sufficient. I have all that I need. That's, that only prayer can answer that. Yeah? So he says, you word you are openly. Openly. A good life is possible on earth. Yeah for people who pray. Amen. So pray alone. I, I've, I, I, we have understood that part. Eh? Now look, it says here in Luke 6, 12 to 13. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God alone. Mm. <clears throat> He says, when it was there, he called his disciples to himself. In other words, he wasn't praying with his disciples. Mm. Okay. Ah. Number six. Pray with others. I already told you it was coming, right? Yeah. So, pray alone. Pray with others. Acts one fourteen. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And the, the record tells us there were 120. They were praying together 10 days. Look at Acts 12, 5 and 12 to 13. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison. Uh-huh. I can't hear you guys reading. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Church. 
Not one person, not two. Constant prayer. Hey! Because they had killed James, and the guy who killed James figured this is making the people very happy. Get to Peter. So they were planning to kill him. This was the leader of the church. Peter was the leader that Jesus had taught to lead his brethren. And everything was about to go south. What did the church do? They said, not on our watch. Let's get started. Constant prayer. Non-stop prayer. There are some things that are so serious and strategically opposed to the direction God has given you, they are going to need focused, constant prayer. There is a precedence in the Bible. Hey, there are things you are facing which need some constant prayer. You need to shut yourself away or even recruit help and say, brethren, I need, I need help. And they'll be like, let's start. Constant prayer. See what happened in verse, the one I told you. Was it 12? He says, so when he had considered this, he came to the house. This is when the miracle had happened and he was released. And the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered together praying. They were what? And what happened? And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. Yeah. Pray together. Pray alone. Pray together. Pray alone. Pray together. Pray alone. Pray together. Prayer will change your life. Yesterday, I was surprised. You know, DSTV has these uh, channels they keep using for different events, like in different seasons, uh, like Big Brother. Huh? Oh, what other things happen on those channels? It's, it's like Channel 199, they keep switching it different seasons. Big okay. I've, incidentally, I've never watched Big Brother, but I, I, I know it exists. And then, they are, so they bring different seasons, different things. I, I was flipping through the channels yesterday, and I was shocked to reach channel 199 on DSTV, celebrating a, a Pastor Adeboye's 80th birthday. Yeah. And you know when it is? It's in March. But the channel is active. DSTV. It's not, it, it's not the church channel. They have their own channel on DSTV, Dove Television. This one is the DSTV channel, which is seasonal for different public events. It is dedicated to celebrating Daddy Gio's what? 80th birthday. And so it's going to be running. So I, I scrolled and I found it and there was a crusade happening where he was, I think, going to preach. But someone else was preaching. It's going to be running until his birthday. And, and, and his members, they decided that his birthday gift is going to be 8 million souls as they celebrate his 80th birthday. Now, of course he was there. But when you look at him, you can't suspect he's 80. This is a guy leading a church with 20 million people in 152 countries. Hmm? 20 million people in 152 countries. More than 50,000 churches. But you know the secret of his life? Prayer. He's a man who prays. When we went to visit Redemption Camp, the headquarters of RCCG, it's, it's, it's not like, it's its own municipality. You see, like, here, how we have our two and a half acres. Eh? <laughs> it is a whole municipality with roads, 
streets, schools, hospitals, churches. There are even churches in, in Redemption Camp. Different parishes. Churches. What? And then there is the arena where they gather for the prayer meetings, which one holds one million people. And then they are building another one, which no one yet knows what's going to happen, but it's big. But they were telling us that the guy who was giving us the tour, the man prays, says, every night he's walking around Redemption Camp praying alone, somewhere between 11 and 4 a.m. And the people, some people who were on the tour with us, they, they say that's true because they've ever run into him in the night praying. Because people go there for retreats to pray. Eight years. DSTV, dedicated channel for like three months celebration of a birthday of a minister of the gospel. Now, even though I am very tempted, I am going to resist the temptation to ask how your birthday celebrations go and who gets involved. Yeah. Yeah. Did I even say it? I, I, yeah. Me? I've not asked. Yeah. I can't. I can't ask such a question. But what I can tell you, if you become a woman of prayer, if you become a man of prayer, there might be some possibilities. Yeah. So pray alone, pray together, together. You know, worshipist, we need to become a praying church. That's why we introduced floor prayer on Wednesdays, which, by the way, from this Wednesday is not at 6 o'clock, it's at 5. Why? We share the building with the school, which starts at 8. At 8, the Shababa has to go down so students can study. And we insist on keeping it three hours. Amen. Amen. All the successful ministries and churches have a culture of prayer. When you go to redemption camp, there are people praying the whole time. The whole time. Anytime. And you will not find less than like 100 or 200 people praying every single minute. That's my prayer. That this place here, anytime you come, there will be at least 20, 30, 40 people praying. Whether it's 1 p.m., 1 a.m., 2 p.m., 2 a.m., it doesn't matter. Because it's going to change our nation. Amen. So there is no successful church movement with that which is not anchored in prayer. You've heard about Winner's Chapel. Bishop Oyedepo, they have the covenant hour of prayer. It's daily. Every parish has an hour of prayer daily without fail. Lighthouse, they have floor prayer Tuesdays and Fridays. Yoido Full Gospel Church, biggest church in the world in South Korea, 800,000 members. Daily prayer meeting at 6 o'clock. And the people who have been there are shocked to find that at 6 o'clock, you have 3,000 people praying together every day. Hey. Tell your neighbor it's coming. Now here at Worship Harvest, we have 5 a.m. prayer in your cohorts. Hey, where are people? Looking like they don't know what I'm talking about. Who has attended the 5 a.m. prayer before in your court? By show of hands, you have attended 5 a.m. All right. You see, so it's there. Yeah, it's true. 
So in case you should be asking around, you people, watch him to into to show us how to where is the link? So look out for the 5 a.m. prayer in your cohort. Amen. So point six is what? Pray with others. Point five is pray alone. What is point one? Let's see if you are learning. Pray daily. Uh huh. Pray early. Uh huh. Pray at least an hour. Pray passionately. Pray alone. Pray together. Pray with others. Point seven. I have only eight. Pray the word. Pray the word. Pray the word. First John 5, 14 says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to what? His will. How do we know his will? It's in the word. Look at Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I have sent it. It shall not return to me void. How does it return? In prayer. It's not an echo. He doesn't say. <laughs> you are healed. Then you are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. Oh, it has returned to him. No, that's not how it works. It's not going to accomplish anything. This is how it accomplishes what he has sent you to do. When you speak it in prayer. So when he says, I am the Lord that heals you, when you're praying, by, by your stripes I was healed. So you stand on the word of God to declare. Hey, are you with me? I'm going to come and explain something, but look at this scripture in, in 1 Kings 17, 11. Very interesting scripture. It says, And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Hey! The guy just showed up and said, No rain, no dew, bye-bye. Yeah, until I say so. Do you know, it wasn't, he wasn't just boasting. He was standing on the word because the law, these guys were now worshipping idols. And part of the punishment for worshipping idols in Deuteronomy that they were given was God withholding rain. So when he comes, no rain, he's, he has read it. Yeah, when people worship idols, no rain. So you just come and tell the rain, please obey the word. Until I come back. Hey, hey. Stop praying weak prayers, weepy prayers. No. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. That's where your authority is. Your authority is not in yourself. Your authority is in once God has said it, that's it. Yeah. Your prayer should be aligned with what God has said. Not what you're feeling. No, no. It is written. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine when Jesus was attacked by the devil three times? His whole prayer. Some of us, when the devil comes, hi, yeah, 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 yeah. No, his whole thing was, it is written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. End. And he went on talking to the Father. It is written. So pray the word. There is a very interesting scripture in Genesis 28. If you could give me verse 15. Genesis 28 verse 15 and later on verse 20, 21. It's going to show us what it means to pray according to the word. This is God speaking to Jacob. He tells him, uh -huh, let's do it together. Behold, 
I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. This is God. This is God's word to Jacob in a dream, yeah? Now, Jacob, when he woke up, he took the stone which he was sleeping on and put it up as an altar and he started praying. See what he prayed. Verse uh, 20. Then Jacob made a vow saying, this is his prayer. If God will be with me, what had he told him in verse 15? I will be with you. And keep me in this way that I am going. What did he tell him? And I will not leave you. I'll, I'll, uh -huh. I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go. Uh -huh. what, what is he saying? In, in fact, this is so smart. Hey, she's doing something so smart. She brings up the other one and we compare. You see in 20 says, and keep me in this way that I am going. Now, this one he added. Yeah. It wasn't there. And give me bread to eat and clothing to put on because that one, even Jesus says you shouldn't pray for it in Matthew 6. Yeah, what a shock. Yeah, like bread and food, really. No. Uh, but look at the last thing in verse 15. Verse 15. And then we compare 21. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Uh -huh. What does this tell him in 21? that I come back to my father's house in peace, which is what God had told him, I'll bring you back to this land. And he says, then the Lord shall be my God. So he was praying what God had told him. Now, many of us, we just pray the problem. Lord, the knee. Lord, the knee. The knee, Lord. It's the right knee, Lord. Lord, the knee. Where is the knee in the scriptures? Lord, the husband. The husband is a problem. Lord, the husband has become a problem. Lord, the husband is a problem. In fact, he's such a problem. He doesn't come back home. He doesn't feed the whatever. He doesn't parent. He doesn't... The purpose of prayer is not to report the devil. Where is that all that in the scriptures? Wife, do you know the scripture to use? Husbands, love your wives the way Christ loves the church. Hey! Father, I thank you that my husband responds to your word and is going to love me the way Christ loves the church. I give you praise. That's how you pray the scriptures. Yeah. Look, ever since you started reporting the husband to God, how much change have you seen? Yeah. Yeah, zero. The guy just gets worse. Because what's coming out of your mouth is a declaration of badness and you are a creative being so you just create more badness in the person yeah that's how people destroy themselves while praying some people it's better you stop yeah first stop if you don't know what to pray don't don't because you're giving wrong orders instead of empowering angels you're empowering demons yeah don't pray the sickness. Don't pray the problem. Don't pray the person. Pray the word. That's where your victory is. Yeah, Lord, I thank you for your word declares. Wives, be submissive to your own husbands. I thank you that my wife is a woman of God. And she responds to the word of God. I thank you for her submission. I thank you. Hey, like, hey. Hmm. Pray the word. I'm out of time.
Lastly, pray in tongues. Mm. Just especially for those who don't know what you're praying. Just pray in tongues. If I pray in a tongue, 1 Corinthians 14, but if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Pastor Angela, get ready. But my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with understanding. So don't pray only with understanding. Pray with that spirit. Makes sense. Pray with the spirit. Pray with understanding. He says in First Corinthians 14.12 For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. When you pray in a tongue, people are not understanding you and it is designed for people not to understand you. Yeah, not even the devil understands you. But in the spirit, mama, you might even be covering people who will come a hundred years in future. Yeah. In the spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. Praying in the spirit is powerful. Powerful. Two, two things, really, that you should pick from this particular segment of today's sermon. Pray the word and pray in the spirit. That's going to take you on a completely new plane. Yeah, well, of course, when you're praying alone and praying with others. Pray, pray the word. Pray in tongues. Says likewise, the spirit also no, helps us in, in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Are you seeing that part? For we do not know. Just take it for granted. You don't know what, what you should be praying for. Totally. Yeah. It does because yeah, that's why people pray the problem. They think that's what they should be praying for. Yeah. The scripture is saying clearly, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot easily be what? Uttered. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How do you do that? Praying in the Holy Spirit. What is praying in the Spirit? It is praying in tongues. It says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. My spirit prays. Paul told the Corinthians, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. <laughs> Isn't it amazing then that he turned out the kind of minister that he turned out to be? He says, I, I pray in tongues more than you all. That's why he wrote all those things and had all those experiences and walked in power in spite of all the opposition coming against him. Do, do you understand? You see, of all the nine gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, all the eight others are in the Old Testament except one. Thanks. It's the game changer. That's why he says that the latter will be more glorious. It's the one that unleashed glory unleashes glory over the, new over the new covenant believers for us to be better than the Old Testament believers. So don't leave it out. Don't think it's for Pentecostals. It's for everyone. Yes. Amen. 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 Wow. Wow. We're going to respond to this word. We're going to do a couple of things. Okay. The first thing we're going to do Okay, is you're going to tell your neighbor what day, what time of the day you're going to be praying. And where in your house you're going to be praying. Is it going to be a room in the house? Is it going to be a corner? Is it a, if you have one room, is there a specific chair? that? You, let's do it. Let's do it now. If whoever is watching online, let's, because let's, let's get practical. Let's get practical about this. What time of the day are you going to pray? Where are you going to pray? And please make sure, you know, when you're done, you actually set an alarm on your phone of when you are going to pray.
So there shouldn't be too much conversation. Don't say, so now this is what I used to be like. Tell them, this is the time I'm going to pray and this is where I'm going to pray, right? Because I feel like that there can be, I think there are many stories. So you see, so the other person should now be talking. What time am I going to pray and where am I going to pray? Please make sure that the answer you're being given is a long while before daylight, right? Yeah, because we've been taught when to pray. <laughs> right, so, you've, you've have, have, have you told your neighbor? Has your neighbor told you when? Not too many stories. So everyone in the room now has a time when they are going to pray and where they are going to pray, right? Can we celebrate it? Let's celebrate it. Because we are walking in obedience to a word God is giving us. So you're in this room today and you have the desire to pray, but you're like, I don't know, I don't know how to do it. I'm here to let you know that you don't have to do it in your power, okay? That once you receive Christ as your savior, there are certain desires you receive, okay? Because the old things pass away. The old things pass away. And you become a new person. You receive God's desires. You receive God's affections. And one of those things is, 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 is the need to pray. Is the need to delight yourself in the Lord. And I'd like to give you an opportunity today to say yes to Jesus becoming your Savior. To say yes to having the desires of God. To say yes to actually wanting to pray and enjoying prayer. Prayer is spending time with your Father. Prayer is spending time with your Father. So you're online, you're in this room, you have never given your life to Christ. You have never said that, yes, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. You've never been born again. You're not yet saved. Those are different words. I'd like to give you an opportunity today to become a son in the kingdom. So that when you pray, you're spending time with your father. You're spending time with your father who's equipping and strengthening. You're gaining power. I'm going to invite you to do a very simple thing. Just put up your hand. Yes? Yes? So you're in the room today, you're online, and today is the day you're saying, Lord, today I give my life to you, and I'm becoming born again. Just put up your hand wherever you are in the room. Online, just put up your hand. Put up your hand. God is waiting to receive you. I saw a hand go up there at the back. Okay, then it went back down. Put up your hand. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're in the room. You've not yet become born again. You're online. And you're saying, today is the day that I give my life to Christ. God is here today and he's ready to receive you. I know there's someone in the room. I know there's someone in the room. I actually saw a hand going up and then the neighbor put the hand back down. Just ask the person properly, would you like to give your life to Christ? Was your hand up? It's okay, don't be afraid. You can put it up again. Was your hand up? Yes, let's celebrate him. Let's celebrate a pastor is coming to you. If you put up your hand at any of our hosting centers, there's a pastor ready to receive you. I'm going to ask that you just come to the front and I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Is there anyone else? Today you've decided to get born again. Let's celebrate. In heaven, there's a celebration happening. There's a party in heaven whenever a child comes back. Wow, we celebrate you. We celebrate you. Let's pray. Can I shake your hand? Let me shake your hand. What's your name? Hmm? What a heavenly name, Elisha. Elisha was the name of a prophet. We're going to do two things. We're going to do two things. I'm going to pray for you. You're going to get born again. But I also get the sense to pray healing over you. So let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father, today I give my life to you. Today I say that you're my Savior. Take my life and make something significant out of it. In Jesus' name. Elisha, I'm going to pray for you. I want to pray for health over you. Heavenly Father, I pray over Elisha. His name is prophetic. I declare that you're going to hear from God. You're going to be a prophet. 
you're going to do the work of God, you're going to serve God in the church. I pray over every muscle in your body. I pray over every limb in your body. I pray over your mind. I pray for the veins. I pray for the blood movement. I declare that your mind is working well. I pray over your heart. For some reason, I get the sense to pray over your heart. Your heart is working well in the name of Jesus. You function well in the name of Jesus. There is healing. There is healing. There is healing to you. I, I speak I speak an alignment to your mind. I speak an alignment to your mind. I declare that you remember things. I declare that you study well. Everything that you study in class, you receive. I speak over your limbs. I speak over your limbs. I speak movement. Movement. That your limbs will move well. I declare that you are well. You are saved. You are born again. Jesus is, is, is living in you. The Holy Spirit is working in you. You're going to open your mouth and you're going to preach. You're going to lead many people to the Lord. You're going to lay hands on people and they'll get born again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray in tongues. Let's pray in tongues. There are people in the room today and, and Apostle was talking about praying in tongues and you have not received the gift of praying in tongues. So those who can pray in tongues, just start praying. If, you, if you'd like to start praying in tongues today, just lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. If you've never prayed in tongues and today is the day you want to start praying in tongues. Okay, I see your hands. Pastors, can you just go around the room and just put your, just lay hands. You don't have, just lay hands on whoever wants to start praying in tongues. There are many hands up in the room so you can lay hands and then you move to the next person. Just lay hands and then you move to the next person. If your hand is up, just open your mouth and start to speak. The Spirit is giving utterance. The Holy Spirit is in the room right now. Zono pastors, move through the room. Pastors, move through the room. I see many hands up. Receive the gift of speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is here. Just open your mouth and start to speak. Open your mouth and start to speak. If your hand is up and you've started speaking in tongues, just start clapping. Just start clapping. Yes, I see people clapping. Praise the Lord. Yes, I see people clapping. The Holy Spirit is in this room. If you've started speaking in tongues, just start clapping as a sign that you're now speaking in tongues. I see people clapping, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is moving in this room. There is healing in the room. There is healing in the room. Stomachs are getting healed. Someone is being healed from, from their stomach. Someone wanted to fast during season 21 and you were afraid because you thought you'd get ulcers. Take off five days and fast. Your ulcers are healed. Your ulcers are healed in the name of Jesus. You've been set free from ulcers. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this moment in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We bless you. Thank you for your gift of life, of eternal life, for your gifts of healing, for your gifts of the Spirit. We bless you. Thank you for this time we've shared today. May your name be praised in all the earth as we continue to learn to fellowship with you, to pray, to hear your word. We know our lives will never be the same. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. And friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. May he teach you to seek him, his presence, his life, 
And may you experience the glory of God in new ways. May you open doors for you, doors of opportunity, doors of wisdom, doors of connections. We open those. We close doors of destruction. We close doors of addictions. We close doors of attacks. We shut off every plan of the enemy to destroy you and your family. And we declare that in this year you will prosper, you will rise up in things spiritual, in, in all the capitals of your life, spiritual, relational, intellectual, physical, financial. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for joining us. See you next Sunday, 9 o'clock. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.